Welcome to the Crip Podcast, where we want to have theological conversations that make a practical difference in our daily lives. Now, I don't want you to think that just because it's a theological conversation that um, has no relevance to how we live. No, we want we want this not to just be informative. We want this to actually make a difference in how we live out our Christian faith. Mm. We are just to tell us tell you a bit about us. We are a local uh, church located in Perth, Western Australia. Um, called Faith Community Church. And the idea behind this podcast was that we were going into the season of the Holy Spirit, pursuing the Holy Spirit, learning more about who He is and what He does in our lives. And I found that there were so many questions that we had um, and people had in our congregation um, about who He is. And and these conversations that we just couldn't have on the pulpit or in other platforms. So we thought, why not have this conversation in a podcast where we can really explore these questions and topics in greater depth and detail and invite you along the way as well. Um, We're having these conversations anyway during our week as pastors, so why not have you join us? So that's the whole idea behind this podcast, and we hope that it really benefits you regardless of whether you attend FCC or not. We hope that this gives you a better understanding of who God is and how He desires us to live out our Christian lives. So in this season, we want to explore who the Holy Spirit is and how He works in our lives. And each question, we're going to be focusing on answering one key question about the Holy Spirit and really just having a conversation about it and all other related topics and questions that may come out of that question. And in each episode, we're going to have a bunch of us pastors just mm-hmm. having a chat about <clears throat> this and really exploring it. And if you have a question about the Holy Spirit and how He works, you can email um, your question to equip at faith.org.au, equip at faith.org.au, and we'll see if we can do a QA and um, at the end of the season where we can tackle some of your questions. Yeah. All right, so in today's episode, we are asking what is so special about the Holy Spirit? And just to let you know, I am your host, Amos Noy, um, I'm the Equip Pastor at Faith Community Church, and um, today we have our Senior Pastor, Pastor Benny Ho, and our Next Gen Pastor, Pastor Dan. He leads all our Next Generation Ministries, our young adults, and our youth, and so it's great to have you guys with me on our very first episode. Yep. Let's dive into it. Um, so let's start by getting everyone on the same page. Yep. Um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are already kind of assuming that there is this belief that God operates as three distinct persons, but still one God at the same time. This is a well-known doctrine known as the Trinity. Um, but I don't want to assume that everyone understands what that is. So maybe we can start by mm. just maybe laying the foundation of where do we get this idea of God being three distinct persons? Well, when we say that God is a Trinity, what we mean is that God is our God is one in essence, but three in persons. Mm. And um, I think all through the scriptures, all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament, we have seen hints of this uh, in all the different scriptures, right from Genesis all the way to Revelation, mm. where we see God as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the understanding of the Trinity, we say that um, the Father is God, The Son is God, the Holy Spirit is also God, but the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. So we literally have uh, one in essence, 
All of them are God, co-equal, co-eternal, co-substantial, but yet three in persons. So that's our understanding of the Trinity. And one very critical verse that I would, I would think about um, when I talk about the Trinity would be Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. I think that's almost like a kind of a creed, right, of the, of the Jewish people, mm. uh, where the scripture says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And what's interesting is that word one, there is a, it's a Hebrew word icha, which literally means not just a singular one, but a harmonious one, where God is whole, complete, harmonious. Um, so even though he can be three persons, he's one in essence. So I think that's our understanding of, of the Trinity. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the ways that we, we like, I like to see it is that uh, the Holy Spirit, being part of the Trinity, is really yeah. from the very beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. Mm. It's not like we know that there is Jesus and then there is like the Heavenly Father and they are like a duality. And when we find out a little bit more about the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, oh, we have a third person. Let's change the duality to now a Trinity. It's not the yeah. case. Yeah. From the very beginning, as Pastor Benny says, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Even in the, the time of creation, before yeah. the beginning of time. And I was thinking about it a little bit more and, I've, mm. and I found this a very similar picture of the Trinity in Revelation chapter 1. Mm. It, when he's talking about the end times. Uh, and it says this in uh, Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. It says, To the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from Him who is, who was, and who is to come. Mm. I think that for us is the Father yeah. from the beginning of time. And he says, from the seven spirits, which is the complete spirit, that's the spirit yeah. of God, and from Jesus Christ. So even in the end times, we were talking about the Trinity. So it's really from cover to cover. Yeah. It's not like the Holy Spirit just descended upon us mm -hmm. on the day of Pentecost yeah, in the book right. of Acts. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like, um, like some people may think, I remember I used to think that, okay, so the Old Testament is where we see the Father, and then the Gospels is where we see Jesus Christ, and then Acts is where we see the Holy Spirit. It's like yeah. God in like almost like we see different parts of God, mm -hmm. and they're confined to different parts where we don't really see the Father after. Pentecost and stuff like that, you know so but we do that's yeah. the that's the truth we, we see like you like you guys pointed out um the spirit is right there in Genesis and it's right there at the end yes. same with Jesus Christ we see in yeah. John chapter 1 yeah. that mm. he was the word that mm. was in the at, there at the beginning so in yeah. Genesis we see that we three we see one God yes um but in three distinct persons yes. yeah yeah so the, so the question I suppose is um if there's three distinct persons, so there's the Father, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, how is the Holy Spirit different? What is his role? Um, is, as opposed to, and how is it distinct with the other two, of, two persons of the Godhead? Mm. I think there's one way that I would draw out. I think it's easy way for me to remember it, also easy way for me to explain it, um, although it's just gives us a glimpse as to how the Holy Spirit is different. Um, I like to think of the, the Heavenly Father as the God above us. So we talk about His transcendence, how He's um, beyond human understanding. Uh, Old Testament talked a lot about that in the book of Psalms and in many different parts of the Bible. Mm. So I like to think of the Father as the transcendent one, God above us. Yeah. I like to think of Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us, because He's God now. Uh, at that point in time where He came to earth, walking among us in human flesh, He's God mm. with us. 
Um, and I like to think of the Holy Spirit as the God in us now, now that the Holy Spirit has been poured into us. Yeah. And Jesus says that a little bit in John chapter 14, verse 17, where he says that the Holy Spirit now lives with us and in yes. us. Yeah. So I think that's uh, an easy way for us to begin to understand, oh, how does God then play into our lives, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I, I think of the Holy Spirit as a executive member mm-hmm. of the Godhead. The one who is actively now um, the agent to help us actually, um, as uh, John, as the uh, Book of John says, he comes to us as a Parakletos, you know, the the comforter, the advocate, the helper, mm-hmm. and he is the one that's helping us to go on this journey of sanctification. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's enabling us in our prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that the Holy Spirit is uh, actively doing in the believer today. Yeah. That's why. He's so special in that sense. I think that um, that term, executive member or active agent, mm. um, is really good because it gives a good it's a good idea of like so the Holy Spirit is the the is the I don't know is, is the person of God that yeah. is um, whenever God wants to do something on earth, mm. the Holy Spirit is the one that executes that. Yes, mm. um, yeah. we see that in I suppose uh, one way I, I I thought of it was. You know, in Genesis chapter one, verse two, where it says, yeah. "Spirits hovering over the waters," and then God mm. spoke. Yeah. Um, how I, I'm not sure if I'm stretching this too much. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But at creation, it seems like the Father yeah. spoke mm. the Word, the Son, Jesus, Jesus mm. and the Spirit gave it life and order. Yeah. It's almost like the Spirit again in Genesis, not just in Acts, but in Genesis as well. He was the one, the executive, uh, the executive person. Yeah. the active agent that yeah. did the will of the Father on mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. And I suppose we see him also throughout the Old Testament, whenever God wants to do stuff through um, through humanity, yeah. it's the Holy Spirit that empowers those Absolutely. humans mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Yeah. 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 And, and there's something to be said about the word active agent. Uh, I think I would add one more word to that, maybe uh, the most active agent, because I think even in the Old Testament, you see the spirit descending upon people, descending upon um, prophets and kings and all that. And then they were able to do miraculous, supernatural stuff or even just speak on behalf of God because they can hear God's voice when the spirit is on them. But the spirit doesn't actually stay on them right in the Old Testament when he's done with it. uh, For the most of them, you know, then he just goes away. and I think in the Old Testament, if you read the Bible, just looking at the Bible itself, the active agent is God, but it manifests itself on earth through the people of God, Israel. Yeah. Um, and in the time of Jesus, uh, when Jesus came on earth, the active agent of the Trinity then would be Jesus. Because you can see Jesus, you can touch Jesus. It's almost mm-hmm. like he's the uh, protagonist uh, yeah, yeah. among, the, among mm-hmm. the Trinity. But now in this current age, now that Jesus has ascended back to heaven, the most active agent in our times, in this moment in human history, is the Holy Spirit. Because he now lives Mm -hmm. in us and he's God with us and in us. So that's also um, a way that I would articulate it. It's not just the active agent, but Mm. in this moment, he's the most Most active agent. That's a good point. Really good point. That's true. I think um, this is a side point. I, I was... Uh, you know, like when you say Jesus was the main protagonist, but even then you see also, and I don't disagree with you at all, but I also see like the Holy Spirit anointing Jesus, mm. Holy Spirit yeah. working through Jesus, the Holy Spirit 
driving Jesus into the wilderness, you know, and, and mm-hmm. his baptism coming upon him like a, like a dove. Yeah. Um, so even then we see, um, even though Jesus was, is the main protagonist yeah. of the Gospels, but the Holy Spirit's still there. Yes. Helping him execute the will of the Father. Yeah. Um, I think all three of them is constantly acting together. Yeah. Mm. You know, we have, we have the Father that kind of speaks and desires certain things, wills certain things, and then you see the Son actually becoming that embodiment of it, and then you see the Holy Spirit being the enabler, yeah. actually make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded also of 1 Peter 1, verse 1 and 2, where, where we read that Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the province of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who has been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. The Father is God who chooses, mm. but it is through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that does that work of sanctification. Mm. And then for what? To be obedient to Jesus Christ mm. and sprinkled with His blood. You see, you see all three of the Father, the Son, yeah. and the Holy Spirit acting together yeah. and to bring the church to, to our fullness, you know, yeah. to, to sanctification. That's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think we see throughout Scripture, um, the Spirit is so... Uh, in every um, function that He yeah. plays um, distinctly, um, He is always the one that is helping yes. people. Um, he is always the one that's enabling us, empowering us, mm. sanctifying us. It's yeah. always when it's involving us, mm. He is there. Yes. Um, so I see... I, I got a bunch of... Um, points of what he does. I suppose I just run through them yep. just for comprehensiveness sake and we can discuss it if there's yeah. any point to discuss it. Mm. Um, revelation. He gives us revelation. Mm, yes. um, uh, like for example, um, John 15 verse 26, but when this helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Yeah. It's, it's um, the Spirit who gives us revelation of who God is. And the famous one of First Corinthians chapter two, verse ten to thirteen. I won't read it out, but it's the Holy Spirit who, who reveals the deep things of God mm. to us. And I suppose I'm, we may come to that verse later. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, mm. Then he gives us re- regeneration. He makes us come alive. Yeah. Um, and he uh, brings conviction to our lives. He empowers us. He mm. seals us. He sanctifies us. He makes intercession for us. All these things, I suppose, can be really summarized in the fact that he is really the most active agent yeah. in our lives. Every single thing of that um, is about how we can live our lives according to God's yeah. will mm. and know him personally. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's a very good point, actually. I was just thinking about it as you're saying it. I realized that all the stuff that you just read, what the Holy Spirit does for us, no one else on earth can do that for us. So as a Christian, then our sanctification, our, our, the revelation we get from God and all that, we can't mm. depend not even on our closest buddies or even our spouses to do that for us. Only, only the Holy Spirit. And he, if He's the only one that can do it for us, then we need Him as a Christian. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Absolutely. The, um, I suppose when I was, when we were going through the season of the Holy Spirit, um, the the question I, I was asking was, mm. I knew the Holy Spirit was important, but why should we, why should we focus on Him? Mm. Like if, if, I know mm. He's important, I know He does all these things, but I suppose, okay, let me put it this way. Maybe we can start here. Is there any detriment to my faith if I do not know the Holy Spirit? 
consciously? Well, the verse that comes to my mind is Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14, where Paul says that if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. And for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Yeah. So uh, in, 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 in talking about that, I think the, um, what Paul is really saying is that we need the Holy Spirit in order to live according to the desires of God. So I feel like if, we, if I don't know the Holy Spirit, then I may end up living according to just what I want, what I think and how I feel. Mm. And, and, and not every part of my mind, my will, my emotions are totally sanctified at this point. Mm. And so without the Holy Spirit there to lead me into His righteousness, I think I may, I may not be able to cut it. Mm. So that's how, that's how it's important to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think of it in, a, in, in this most, I mean, if I try to boil it down to its most fundamental sense, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. As a Christian, we are all followers of Jesus Christ. And if that's the case, then we should be more like Christ in yeah. the way we behave, in the way we think, in the way we act, right? And the way I look at Jesus in the Gospels, mm. in every single one of the Gospels, there is a clear time in Jesus' life where he was filled by the Spirit, he was yeah. baptized by the Spirit, and then he began to go into his ministry. Every single one of the Gospels had this moment that they said that they felt as Gospel authors, authors that it is really important to talk about Jesus being filled by the Spirit. And if I were to claim myself to be a follower of Christ, and if Jesus needed the Spirit in order to live his life and to do the ministry he needed to do, mm. then what more for me as yeah. a Christian? Am I saying that I'm better than Christ, that I don't need the Spirit of God? Mm. Uh, it's, for me, it's pretty fundamental. Um, mm. And it's always important for me as a Christian and the living out of my Christian faith. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that. And the, I suppose um, the, the, the question that... Um, that follows, I suppose, now I'm still left with is, um, can I pursue um, the Father? And can I pursue Jesus Christ? Um, mm. And But not really actively, like consciously, pursue the Holy Spirit and still get to the same place. Like still lead a vibrant Christian life that's faithful and fruitful. Can that still lead me there? Or do I need to specifically focus on the Holy Spirit or be conscious of Him? Mm. Second, I don't know if that is actually a little bit into semantics, mm. <laughs> in the sense mm. that when if the three are one, then when we pursue the Christ, he's also pursuing the Spirit of Christ, which is actually the Holy Spirit. You know? mm. So uh, I think the the outcome may be the same, mm. but. I think in terms of trying to fit our thinking in, into the biblical um, portrayal of it, I think we are actually walking with the Holy Spirit because you either walk in the flesh or you walk in the Spirit. Mm. So I, I, I think it can mm. be rather into semantics. Yeah, mm. yeah. And 
I guess the more fundamental question is why would you even think that way? Because, because the Bible yeah. doesn't actually allow you to think that way. Yeah. Uh, exactly. we're, we're, we're drawing artificial divisions between right. the Trinity and say, yeah, the Father, yeah, Jesus, Holy Spirit, no, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Because throughout the whole New Testament, you're reading even from Paul's writings, yeah. right? Most prolific writer in, in the New Testament. He's writing about the Spirit all the time. Mm. He, and he's talking about how fundamental the Holy Spirit is in not only in our sanctification, Right, but also in our justification, which is the, the washing away of our guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. He is that important. So um, I think it's a very artificial division if yeah. we try to think that way. Um, I think it is actually much easier, I think, and more sensible to mm-hmm. take the Bible as it is exactly. and say, I'm pursuing all of God, yeah. all that He has for me, all that He is. And that is for us, yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think... Um, when I was thinking about this more after our uh, our con- big conversation with this, the pastoral staff, right? Um, I think um, I was thinking about say say let's 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 say you didn't have a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Let's say you only had knowledge of the Father, and you didn't know who Jesus Christ is, but you still you know you're still a Christian per se, but you just didn't know who Jesus was. Mm. You'd be missing out. Yeah, mm. absolutely. A lot on. Yeah on who, what he has for yeah. you, what he's done for you, because yeah. you don't know him. Yeah. And I was thinking about, in the same way, if we don't know the Holy Spirit, mm. you can still pursue <clears throat> God. Sure. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. But there's actually a part, a huge part of being who, what being Christian is that you'd, I suppose, be unaware of. Yeah. You'd be ignorant of, and you wouldn't know. I suppose um, when people, when, when we... Uh, saying, hey, let's focus on who the Holy Spirit is. What we're perhaps wanting people to have is a more holistic view Absolutely. of who God is. Mm, but yes. as you said, Dan, you know, he's throughout the Bible. And therefore, we're not saying, you don't want to draw artificial distinctions, mm. divisions between them, but rather, if God is one, but three persons, mm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, then we want to worship him, him and know him as, mm. yeah, yeah. as one God, three distinct persons. That yeah. includes the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So therefore, mm. let's learn about who the Holy Spirit is and yeah. what He does. Yeah, that's the, exactly the reason why we are bringing the person and the power of the Holy Spirit into focus in this season. Because yeah. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of us are familiar already with who the Father is, who the Son is, but we hardly talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's good to, to bring Him into focus. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Let me push that thought a little bit. So, seventeen hundred years ago, there's this guy called Marcion, right? Mm. Uh, you know, if you know church history, you know this guy. And so, he, he Marcion was the first guy who created uh, a canonical, canonical Bible, and he chose mm. different parts of the Bible that he felt really exemplified God's character as a gracious God. So, he chose pretty much a lot of the New Testament texts that we have today. Yeah. And he did away with the Old Testament because he didn't want to have a wrathful God. He didn't want to have a God that was like punishing mm. or almost like unmerciful. Yeah. Uh, so the last time, well, the first time in early church history that somebody tried to have uh, selectively uh, chose a picture of God and to create what we call now, uh, what we're saying now, artificial divisions within the Trinity, a few decades or hundred years later, we now know him to be her- uh, heretical. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do wonder if we were to, as we have said before, you know, um, before like the, to have the whole counsel of God to to lay before us the whole Bible as yeah. it is and trust God for who He is spoken to us out of the text. Mm. Then we have to mm. we have to recognize Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mm. as who He is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I suppose we in um, at least in this particular season that we're going through as yeah. a church, regardless of whether 
you who are listening attend FCC or not, I suppose when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not saying to the exclusion of the Father and the Son. Yes. We're saying the Holy Spirit as mm. part of the Godhead and yes. how He works within the, within mm. the Godhead. Mm. And if he's, if he's so involved in our lives, if He's the most active agent in our lives, That's then right. well, we've we got to know Him. Absolutely. And I suppose in, in, for, for my journey, because I, I mean, just to give people a bit of a back, back of where I'm coming from and mm. why I'm asking these questions is because I suppose um, I came from a background where I was also skeptical about, mm. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't deny the Holy Spirit. I knew He was there. I know He exists, yeah. but I was skeptical about how much emphasis we place on Him. You know, mm. and I suppose when I thought about it more, and the more I'm having these conversations, it's it's not that we're um, trying to elevate the Holy Spirit. Is that we're mm. trying to mm. understand God holistically? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. In fact, if you do that, you actually would violate the Holy Spirit's feelings. You know, because mm. the Holy Spirit never really wanted to draw attention to Himself. Mm. He's always wanted to draw attention to the to the to Jesus, and yeah. the Father. Mm. Uh, in fact, you look at the way that the Holy Spirit operates, right? In the all the way from the Old to New Testament, he seems to, especially in Old Testament, he kind of appear for a while and then he disappears, mm. uh, yeah. and he's not drawing attention to himself. But it's different when we want to draw attention to him because mm. we recognize him as co-equal, mm. you know, co-substantial and co-eternal mm. with yeah. the Father and the Son. Mm. So we're bringing him into focus, but. I'm sure that he, he's, he's not going to bring attention to himself. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's so easy to sideline the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because he would not do that. But we need to bring him into focus. Mm. I think um, what really changed it for me was when I saw how prominent the Holy Spirit was in the New Testament, actually. Yes. Because mm. um, I agree that sometimes we actually do sideline the Holy Spirit. Because he, as a, almost like as a, don't know whether it's, because of his function mm. or mm. because of his personality, <laughs> that he doesn't actually draw attention to himself, like you said. He always points people to the Father, point, reveals the Son, yeah. but never really seeks to um, point people to himself. Yeah. That's the beauty of him, I suppose. Mm. But I then, yeah. when I looked in the Old Testament, and I saw like, oh, actually, he's there hovering over the waters in Genesis. Yes. He's there. I, I read one um, commentary that's, um, that described, you know, the Passover, when mm. it said that God passes over his people. Mm. Actually, that word Passover may actually be able to be translated as covered over. So mm. it's almost like God covered over the spirit. Yeah. That, that same avian imagery of him hovering over, mm. yeah. same um, image that we get of him covering over the people of God. So it's almost yeah. like we see the spirit. I don't want to read too much into it, but mm. it's come to us just Give us the idea, hey, yeah. could he be there also covering over the people of Israel, yeah. washing over them? Then we see him also whenever he appears in the New Testament, he appears as a fire. Yeah. Mm. And similarly, when do you see fire in the Old Testament? Pillar of fire, yeah, fire. pillar of cloud. Mm. Could that mm. also be the Holy Spirit? Mm. I mean, the Lord Yahweh went before the people. That's what it says in Exodus. Mm. But it could be in the form of the Spirit. Yeah. So when that, when that, possibility mm. was came to my mind I was like okay this is amazing mm. the spirit really mm. is involved yeah. all the way in the Old Testament and he's involved very personally now in the New Testament 
Beautiful. Yeah. I suppose that's mm. when I was like, okay, um, if that's the case, I think we do need to pay attention to who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Agree. Totally. Um, uh, to maybe um, round up our conversation. Um, mm. When we're talking about and um, what's so special about the Holy Spirit, yeah. um, what is there something maybe you, you can say about the value of being Holy Spirit conscious? Because that's really what we're talking about. Mm. Mm. Being Holy Spirit conscious, aware. Um, is there anything? Well, um, I think coming back to maybe the journey that I'm going through, that we're all going through as disciples of Jesus Christ. And one of it is, I mean, we know that the angle that God has for us as Christians is to be Christ-like, to be, to be built and formed into the image of His Son. And I think sometimes the role of the Holy Spirit in, in that formation, spiritual formation for us, I think can be spelled out in, let's say, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I have it here in my notes, in verse 13 to 16. I'll quickly read it out for us and I'll say what that means. So uh, in that part of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 to 16, it says, this is what we speak, not in words taught, by, taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. And then it goes on towards the end of it to say, well, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. So I think what Paul was telling us is that having the Spirit and being mindful of the Spirit, being conscious of the Holy Spirit is the only way that we can understand and defend what Paul calls spiritual realities. So for mm. Paul, there are two kinds of words that he's saying, saying here. Words taught by human wisdom, which is what you can read anywhere in the library or yeah. even on the internet. And there are words taught to us by the Spirit. And only the person who has and, and is mindful of the Holy Spirit can receive and give spiritual realities, the, the yeah. words of the Spirit. And this person, for me, is not just only conscious of the Holy Spirit, but for Paul, he says, conscious of the spiritual reality of everything. You can look into anything that's going on in the world right now, political, mm -hmm. financial, economical, social, relational, communal, societal, whatever it is, you can see the spiritual realities of what is really happening if you are Holy Spirit conscious. Yeah. And that, for Paul, is the key to having the mind of Christ. And when he says mind of Christ, he's using the Greek word nos, which is not just thinking, but your feeling, your desires, your purpose, your entire person is being aligned to Christ. Yes. So in other words, the only way to, to have the full mind of Christ is to be mindful of the Spirit. And I think that for me is, the, is, the, is one of the key values of being conscious about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I will add to that in terms of um, the practical outworking for us you know, as believers and why being Spirit conscious is important. Um, the Apostle Paul, um, in trying to outline the gospel to us, um, in chapter Romans chapter 1 to chapter 8, in the first few chapters, he dealt with what the Father did. In the next few chapters, he talked about the Son. But in Romans chapter 8, he talks about the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 to 8, he makes this very important statement, which I think is so relevant to all of us in our daily living. Mm. He says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit uh, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So if I'm conscious of the Holy Spirit in my life, uh, my mind my, and, and my emotions and all of that, can be more yielded to the Spirit than to my flesh. Uh, the, by the flesh, I believe Paul is referring to the, the part of us that is not yet sanctified. 
you know, our mind, our will, and emotion. But if I can live in such a way that I'm conscious of the Holy Spirit and I have my mind set on the Spirit, mm. then I will end up walking the way that God would want me to walk. And that's how important it is for me to be conscious of the Spirit. Because if I'm not conscious of the Spirit, I will end up being conscious of what my flesh desires. Yeah. And so, to me, it's really, really very practical <laughs> how important it is in our daily life to, be, to have this reliance, to have this dependence, to have this consciousness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I mean, to add my contribution to it, it's... it's I think when when I see it as understanding who God is in His mm. totality, I want everything that He has for me. Absolutely. So if the Spirit offers me something, mm. and if I have spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessing in Christ through the Holy Spirit, then I want it. Mm. And I suppose being mindful of that, not being ignorant of things, yeah. and being uh, having full knowledge of who God is and what He has for me, even if it's through the Holy Spirit, then I want it as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Because Amen. if in the Old Testament, people were, were blessed with just a moment of the Spirit falling upon them, yeah. how much more, we, as we, as New Testament, New Covenant believers, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit in us, Amen. how much more should we be, okay, if we have this blessing, why not yeah, like, yeah. know what that entails? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, I suppose that's um, that's I, how I see the value yeah. of this, and that's I suppose where I'm at in my journey of okay. Um, even if I uh, still have a lot of questions about okay, well, when you talk about Holy Spirit, how does He actually act? What does He do? All these signs and wonders and all that stuff. What does that mean? But I still want to be open to who He is. Mm, yeah. So even if I have all these questions, I want to be open to what He has for me. And I suppose. Um, yeah, are there any final thoughts or, uh, or, or comments as we wrap up? No. Yeah. All we want is come Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, and we're so glad that um, you can join us for this conversation. Um, I hope that it was informative, I hope it was interesting, and I hope it actually blessed your life and, and made you more aware and hungry for more of who God is mm. and what He has for us through the Holy Spirit. So, um, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. The next episode, I believe we're going to be talking about what is the anointing of God. So that's mm. going to be super interesting. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be exploring that. If you have any questions that you may have, I mean, we're going to be answering a bunch of questions throughout the season. But if you have any questions whatsoever that come to your mind, um, you can email them to equip at faith.org. And we'll try to answer them at a future Q&A episode. But thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.